Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. In today's episode, we're getting back to the emails. I got a guy here, he wants to be called Boomer. We've had a couple of Boomers in the past. This guy specifically asks to be called Boomer. And he wants to know about particular trade setups that he's taking and how he can make them more a little bit on the higher probability side, as well as just simply the difficulties of trading by yourself and trading alone and just really trying to make it in a market where you don't have anybody or you're not surrounding yourself with anybody that can actually help you in your progress. So we're going to do that here today. His email starts off by saying, hey, Ryan, I seem to be having a problem finding good trade setups to take. I guess I should give you a little background first. I started on my whole stock market journey in January of 2019, about four years ago. I started with Acorns and Stash and then quickly went to Webbull and eventually to TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab. I trade with small amounts of money primarily to identify engulfing bull patterns. I think what he meant is bullish engulfing candle patterns at the bottom of downtrends. I guess you would say that is my strategy. My issue is, is I don't know how to effectively find good setups. I need some help. I'm going at this completely alone. I've done everything I can to read books and educate myself on how to be a good swing trader. I do employ good risk management as I always set stop losses and I never trade my IRA or with money I don't have. Recently, I traded plug for a 10% gain over about two weeks and I don't want to get ahead of myself. I need a good format for finding stocks. As I said, I lack any real help. I'm the only person in my corner and I feel that it's hard to learn that way sometimes. That being said, your podcast is gold to me. Thank you so much and keep up the fine job. God bless. Boomer. All right, Boomer. Well, we're all in your corner here, man. We're all listening. And there's a lot of people that are on the same path, same journey that you're on. They're dealing with the market. They're dealing with the struggles. Heck, I think I could probably throw myself in there too, because I'm pretty much alone in my trading as well. But I do have this podcast and I get to hear back from you fine people. So I'm always excited about that as well. And before we get too much further into his email, I was going to let you guys know what I'm drinking here today. This is called Two Stacks. It's an Irish whiskey. I've never had it before. Can't say there's a lot of Irish whiskeys. I guess you could say Canadian whiskeys, Irish whiskeys. Not a huge fan of. I don't usually have a lot of success with them. And this particular one here, it's also a very light colored whiskey, kind of on the yellowish side. I like mine amber, golden brown. You guys know the routine. So I'll be drinking this throughout the podcast and letting you guys know how I feel about it at the end of this podcast, which by the way, I didn't do with the last podcast episode. Anyways, for those who don't know what it bullish engulfing candle pattern is not the easiest thing to explain when you can't show a chart so for those who do have a chart i would reference you to october 13th 2022 this is like one of the mother of all bullish engulfing candle patterns and essentially it's this typically it's where you have like a pretty small consolidated body on one day and then the next day you have a gap lower below that entire body's price action and then the stock will rally or the market index will rally or, or whatever it is your trading will rally. And it'll rally above and beyond the highs of the previous day's candle body. So it started below the previous day's candle body and it finished above the previous day's candle body. The entire body, right, of the current day engulfed the previous day. I know I'm trying not to get confusing for you guys here because I'm very determined to keep this podcast to where you don't have to have a chart in front of you. But So I'm just going to try to mentally explain it to you. But that particular candle pattern, that is considered a bullish engulfing candle pattern. 
It's where it engulfs the entire previous day's price action with the candle body. Now, there's also a bearish engulfing candle pattern, and it's the exact opposite of the bullish. Essentially, you have a candle that opens above the previous day's highs, and the body closes below the previous day's lows, and that is a bearish engulfing candle pattern. Typically, these can mark the tops of a trend. Now, the one from October 13th, the bullish engulfing candle pattern, it marked last year's lows. So that was a pretty important one because the market has gone from about 350 on SPY to over 400 now. And actually, the bearish engulfing candle pattern that I gave you was from November 22nd, 2021, not October 1st. So that was a little misspeak on my behalf. So like I said, these tend to, when it's a bearish engulfing candle pattern, they tend to mark the top of a rising market and the bullish engulfing candle tends to mark the bottom of a declining market. Doesn't always work that way. Sometimes they could be smack dab in the middle of a trend. I've seen it happen before. I've also seen it plenty of times where the market simply doesn't care. It completely ignores it. So just because you get a bullish engulfing candle pattern or a bearish engulfing candle pattern doesn't necessarily mean the top is in. And we just had that recently and I've traded off of them or I've been pretty happy about some of them only to find them not work out. And the most recent one being the bearish engulfing candle pattern from January 18th of this year, 2023. Guys, you had a beautiful bearish engulfing candle pattern, got the follow through the next day, and then you had a two-day ripper that completely blew it out of the waters, broke the, the highs from that bearish engulfing candle pattern within three trading sessions and made it null and void. So what Boomer's asking here is like, how can I make this a better trading setup for me? Well, one of the things that I would do is try to use it in conjunction with some other variables. That can be off of a moving average, or it can be off of, let's say, a major support level. I wouldn't be as inclined to do it off of moving averages as I would be off of a key support level or off of a rising trend line. Let's say you get a pullback and it starts to settle on the trend line and the next day you get a gap below the trend line and then it just rallies and takes off and you get a good bullish engulfing candle pattern. That would be one worth considering. Or let's say you use a candle pattern. Maybe it's like a bull flag. You have a good solid rally over the course of two weeks, the stock goes up 10% and then it starts to consolidate sideways. And then when it breaks out, it, it creates this huge candle that engulfs the entire previous day's candle and breaks out to the upside. That would be another way to incorporate other variables into your trading. Also something I would incorporate into your trading is swingtradingthestockmarket.com. This is my patron website that goes along with this podcast, guys. It has all my market research that I do each and every day. That's going to be including multiple videos where I'm highlighting the latest out of the big tech stocks, out of the market as a whole. Plus, you're going to be getting videos on some different trading ideas that I come across as well as updated watch lists. So check that out, swingtradingthestockmarket.com. So like I said for Boomer here, he needs to build a strategy that incorporates, if he's really wanting to use bullish engulfing candle patterns, that's great. But usually the candle patterns in and of themselves aren't enough to really have a high dependability factor with. Yes, there is a slight edge in using them, but the more of an edge that you can create for yourself, the better. So for me personally, what I would be doing for bullish engulfing candlestick patterns, I would want to be trying to incorporate other variables into it as well, whether it's a bull flag, whether it's a breakout, whether it's something else off of a key support line or off of a rising trend line. I would want to make sure that I'm increasing my odds for success. Does it mean that you're probably going to have less trade setups? Yes, it probably will. But that's not always a bad thing either, because I think oftentimes we give ourselves too many trade setups and we're over trading our account anyways. Also, there's other variants of it too. I mean, there's the bullish piercing pattern where it essentially opens up below the previous day's lows and it closes inside of the body of the previous day's lows. It kind of pierces the previous day's body. So 
they call that a piercing pattern. Not a bad candle to work off of either. So that gives you another option too that you can incorporate with other variables. And how about trading alone? I've been doing this pretty much all my life. One of the best things that ever happened to me was getting myself a wife that really understands what I'm doing, not necessarily understands technical analysis. She gets a little bit of it, but she supports me on what I do. And I think that's a huge thing. I think it's a huge confidence booster when you have somebody by your side. And that's something I'm so incredibly appreciative for with my wife, Jen. She has my back on it. She's always interested in hearing how I did, not from a win-loss standpoint, but just to be invested in, in my life and, and what I'm doing. I think that's a big part of it. Even if they don't understand exactly the intricacies of technical analysis and candlestick charting, having somebody in your life that cares and wants the best for you, even when you're trading what feels like a loan because you're the only one sitting in front of your monitors, that's a pretty big thing. Because like, for instance, today, if I have a bad trading day, I know I have somebody I can talk to. She isn't going to pass judgment. Like, what the heck are you doing? You're losing our money. No, nothing like that. She trusts me. She believes in me. And we're going to keep going from there if I have a bad trading day. And she even listens to this podcast. You're probably listening to this one right now. Now, on the flip side, I've seen what it's like when you don't have a supporting partner. And that can really make you feel like you're trading alone. Because, yes, I've been divorced before. And that's not to dig too much into my personal life. But when you're married to somebody who really hates what you do for a living, that's not easy either. So that will definitely, even if you're trading within a crowd of people, having one person that's important in your life or supposed to be important in your life will make it much more difficult for you. But I won't get into all that stuff there. But the bottom line is, is that trading is an individual sport. It's kind of like tennis, singles, of course, or golfing. There's a lot of mental games that has to go on. Golfing, guys can be uber talented, have the most talent of anybody. But when the lights turn on, they cannot actually put it all together. You've seen it before with people. They're good basketball players, but when they go to the free throw line and it's just them and the basketball and the hoop, they can't sink it. I remember back in the 90s, the Orlando Magic, that's the basketball team I follow. I love them. I mean, I'm from Central Florida, so that makes sense. Nick Anderson and the Orlando Magic, this was the days when they had Shaq and Penny on their squad. They were going against Hakeem Olajuwon and the Houston Rockets. I think it was like 93, I want to say, 1993. Man, I thought we were definitely going to win the NBA Finals. Anyways, went to the playoffs that year. My brother had season tickets. I remember watching that game, and really all we needed was to make one free throw, and the game was pretty much sealed. Nick Anderson, who's been pretty reliable at the free throw line, I think he shot like 70, 75% from the line. Incredible three-point artist. Missed four straight free throws. And we lost the game, and then we got swept by the Houston Rockets. Not only did it mess up his psyche, it messed up the entire teams. Actually, it was 95-96 that they went to the NBA Finals, if memory serves me correct. But here's what was so crazy. It messed him up so bad from a mental standpoint that he only shot 40% from the foul line the following season. One of the greatest three-point shooters in Orlando Magic history was shooting worse than Shaquille O'Neal from the free throw line. That's what the mental aspects of trading can do for you. But of course, we're still talking about trading alone, but I wanted to get into just how important the psychological aspects of trading is. And when you're trading alone, when you start to get into a couple of bad trades or a streak of bad trades, and I've had them, still have them, it can start to mess with your psyche. You have to be grounded in what you're doing. You have to have a strategy in place. You have to have something that you're following. Otherwise, you're going to convince yourself almost every time that you can't do this, that you're not good enough to trade. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that we can trade, but we have to be willing to discipline ourselves. We have to be willing to stick to the process that we know that works. And for me, my process that I know that works is planning out my trade. And this is all mental, of course. Plan out your trade, manage the risk, and letting the profits take care of themselves. Why do profits take care of themselves? Because they only come from how I manage the trade 
and how I plan out my trade before I ever get into it. Now, if you're a person that has to have people around them, you might want to go trade in a coffee shop. I don't know how people do it, but I've, I've seen where people do go to coffee shops and trade or just create an environment that helps you to trade better. Now, if you just feel like you're alone in general along the journey, it's good. Like what Boomer did here, reaching out to me. And I'm doing a podcast specific to the situation that he finds himself in so that all of you guys can learn from it because I know that there's other people out there too that are struggling just the same. And then when you miss a rally, for instance, maybe you're not even taking losses, but you miss out on a rally. Like the January rally here that we've seen so far. You got tech and discretionary. up; They're up over 10% each. You miss that rally. It's easy to have some self-doubt. I missed the rally. I didn't get anything out of that one. <laughs> I didn't get anything out of it at all. In fact, I was trying to short it off of the rejection off of the declining trend line back on Wednesday of last week. And then it just rips right higher. I thought I was on the right side of the trade. In fact, I was for a little bit. But the price action on Friday changed everything. Now, I can get upset about that and say, man, I had a couple of bad losing trades there where I lost 2 and 3% on each one of those trades. But in the grand scheme of things, that's very easy to recover. Why? Because I managed the risk. I planned out my trade. I knew where I was going to get out before I ever got in to where if I did lose on that trade, I wasn't going to be letting it sink me to where I couldn't make another trade after that. But self-doubt will arise, especially as you trade by yourself. The one thing you have to tell yourself is, one, will there be another day? Will there be another day where the sun rises? Have you put yourself into a position to be able to trade another day? And if so, then the sun hasn't set on your ability to be successful in the stock market. But you need to learn from what you just did. You need to figure out what went wrong. Is there something to learn from it? Was I disciplined in my trading? And if so, let's work on fixing that. One of the Bible verses my dad made me memorize when I was a kid, and I still remember it to this day. And when I've been down on myself as a trader, there's been times where I felt alone and I would call him and share with him my frustrations as a trader, the self-doubt that I was having. And whether it was during those times or just even being raised as a kid, he would always quote me this one verse from Lamentations 3.22, where it said, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are renewed every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Now, how does that relate to trading, right? Now, it doesn't necessarily directly equate to it, but if we can mess up in life and God forgives us for messing up and his compassions, they fail not. Then as traders, man, if we have a bad trade, don't be so hard on yourself. If you get into a rut where you're getting five or six trades in a row wrong, don't be hard on yourself. There's another day ahead. Like the mercy's being renewed every morning. The market is a new opportunity every single day for you to learn, for you to explore, for you to get better than what you were the day before. And by the way, this Irish whiskey, not a fan of it. Wasn't it really all that against the bourbon that I had last week? Or what was it? I think it was a bourbon. Yeah, it was some kind of whiskey. But this one here, I think I gave that one a 7.1 though, even though I didn't tell you guys. But this one here tastes like a cigarette ashtray. It just doesn't taste good. And it definitely has a lot of, I don't know what you would call it, probably like a raisin nutty flavor, which I'm not too keen on either. So this one here, I would probably give like a five. Uh, I'm going to go four, nine. I can't go any higher than that. So two stacks with 43% alcohol, 86 proof, given in a 4.9. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would encourage you to leave me a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to it on. And keep sending me your emails. Keep sending me your questions. I do like them. I do enjoy hearing from you guys. And my job is to answer them based on my own experiences, whether you agree or disagree with them. You know, sometimes I throw a Bible verse out there and because that's how I'm able to relate to some of the problems that somebody gives me. And whether or not you believe in that or agree with that, I wouldn't necessarily just completely dismiss what I'm saying just because you don't necessarily agree with my faith and what I believe in. I would ask yourself, is what he's saying have actually any merit to it? And if it does, then run with it. Use it for your own benefit. 
Again, keep sending me your emails, ryan at sharepointer.com. Thank you guys, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to SharePointer.com slash trading block. That's www.SharePointer.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePointer's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at Brian at SharePointer.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.